You are listening to the Purple Talk podcast on NBC Sports California, brought to you by Wendy's. I am James Ham, and joining me as always, Mr. Doug Christie. We've revamped everything. The Purple Talk podcast is your new source for King's information. This week, we have brought in a stellar guest, the starting point guard for the Sacramento Kings, Mr. De'Aaron Fox. He's going to talk about all kinds of good stuff, Buddy Hilt's contract, what his expectations are for the 2019-20 season, his new adventure into fatherhood, and of course, his love for the Baconator. Let's jump right into the conversation with De'Aaron Fox. All right, welcome to the first edition of the Purple Talk podcast. Hey, Purple this Talk. Is, it's a little different. I didn't know what it was called. Purple uh, Talk. They, they changed the name, so <laughs> th- this is new, new. Normally, it's the Kings Insider podcast brought ah. to you by Wendy's. Now, it's the Purple Talk podcast brought to you by Wendy's. Are you a Wendy's guy? I do like Wendy's. Yeah. Dude. I only get the double Baconator. Um, what about the Frosty? Do you, do you dip get your the fries in the Frosty? Much. Yeah. Oh, I, I know people that. that do it, but I don't do it. Yeah. The fries are fire, though. Fries are yeah. good. I, I and then, have, have you had their strawberry lemonade? No. It's elite. Is it? It's elite. Really? Their strawberry lemonade is elite. I went to Roscoe's with uh, Jason Jones and Sam Amick. Chicken and, and waffles? Cunningham. Chicken and waffles. But I got, like, some sort of uh, lemonade drink there. Sunrise? I swear I instantly got diabetes. <laughs> like, it was They it have was, that at, uh, what's sweet. it called, at Chicken and Waffles here. Do they? Yeah. yeah. Have you been to Chicken and Waffles? In, uh-huh. in the Thomas? Uh-huh. I don't live in the Thomas, but... It's good? Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. It's, okay. fi- it's, it's soulful. Man, this town has changed it's so much, food. man. When I first got here, Webb Crazy, because like, it would have been right by the arena. arena. Yeah. No doubt. Okay. And now we got MLS. That's the big news yeah. on Monday. Yeah, the, the soccer team You do soccer up. at all? Uh, I don't watch soccer too much. But, you know... You ever uh, play? Nah. I used to play in, like, P.E. Okay. Uh, I mean, because um, you know, Iway, you know, one of our trainers. Yeah, yeah. One of the guys yeah, yeah. The, he's the head guy there. So. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to be right. the trainer at the Seattle Sounders. Mm-hmm. So that, that piece of equipment that I got, he got introduced to it by my partner in Seattle. So, yeah, he's. Everybody a, connected, man. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Six degrees of separation. Doug now. is connected. If, if you don't know, he, he has a. It's called Rebar, it's yeah. a workout machine. And, yeah, yeah. You got you a know. workout machine? Yeah. That's what's in that bag. What bag? That I always carry on my back on the trips. Oh. And it says rebar that long. That's how bag. you get your workout? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know Doug, what was in that bag. Doug keeps it. I mean, trying to keep it I didn't know what was in that bag. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're a couple of days away from uh, the, the Sacramento Kings yes. 2019-20 season. And the news really of the week is, is not just opening week, but it's Buddy Heal. Uh, your backcourt mate just signed... A very lucrative contract. It's very good for Buddy. Uh, $86 million over four years. It means he's going to be here for the next five years. Um, what are your, just your initial thoughts? I mean, you got to be excited. Oh, uh, for sure. I saw it on the way to practice today. Like, I was in the car driving practice. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, it's great just knowing that we'll have a guy around. Uh, so, were you like auto that. driving? No, nah, I wasn't oh, okay. in the Tesla. Just, okay, I wasn't in the bad. Tesla. All right, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was, looking off. <laughs> I was looking at my phone while I was driving. But, uh, <laughs> no, nah, I mean, it's great. You know, just knowing that he'll be here um, just gives him stability. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a great feeling just knowing, you know, we could be together, you know, for another five, six years. So. You know, so when when we were together, it was uh, Webb came up for a contract, uh, Vladi came up for a contract, and then it was me and Bobby. And part of the biggest thing was the ability to keep us all together. How how did that play into your mind as you saw that all? Because, you know, you got Bogdan coming up, then you and Marvin trying to keep that core together. How big is that to you? Uh, I mean, it's extremely big. Just looking at the teams that win, you know, nowadays, most of the time, 
it's teams that have been together for a while. Mm. So um, it was just teams that were who started off young, yep. obviously, you know, play their way into the playoffs. And as they got older, you know, they start becoming title contenders. So just knowing that we're on that slope, we're on that. Uh, Absolutely. It, it, obviously, it's a process going through it. And, you know, we feel like we're on the right track. So, um, I mean, just knowing that we all want to stay together just because we know that that's you know, probably our best opportunities to win if, we're, if we were able to stick together and become and, and grow older together. So, you know, it's something Absolutely. that we all look at and, you know, want to continue this going, want to yeah. keep this going. When you see Buddy talking to the media during that process, it's just like, you know, I'm just going to let you do your thing. You are right, a dog? I, I do. I have, uh, I have a golden and I also yeah. have a pug and they both shed. Yeah. yeah. It's all over. It, yeah. <laughs> I try. I try. But um, when you're looking at the way, like, it plays out, I mean, your turn is coming and you, you have to know like okay sometimes it can get ugly sometimes it, it can go smooth but that's his business right and you got your business yeah, coming for up for sure and, uh i mean i won't talk to me the way he was talking to him <laughs> 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 uh, I don't, I don't i'm glad you said it i won't do that but uh i mean obviously you know at the end of the day we know it's a business uh and to each his own uh, i mean like i said i won't speak on his because that's his i don't know what's going on in the meeting but um, I don't know. I haven't been through it yet. So, but I know I won't talk to me like that. I'll, yeah, I'll tell yeah. you that. <laughs> I'll tell you that. You're just gonna walk in with like Max Money and walk out, right? Just like there's my teacher there, Max Money. I don't know how it's gonna go. How do, how how do you down. guys uh, internalize that type of stuff? Because a lot of times, like the other day, I know Buddy Mr. Shot, and it was pretty funny uh, from, from my understanding. A lot of times when we had that, we joke with each other. Do, do you? Is it the elephant in the room? Oh, no. I mean, like, it's, man, when they were going through it, like, we didn't, obviously, you know, he talked about it a little bit, but, like, there was no animosity. There was yeah. no, like, even if he's in the room, like, there wasn't any tension. tension. Like, it was still the same. Yeah. So, whatever was going on was behind closed doors, whatever they were doing. So, That's like, good. it wasn't, we didn't feel any of that. Yeah. He, like I said, he comes out here, he's still the same, you know, goofy dude that likes to play around. <laughs> But obviously, I guess when they got in the con, when they got in the in the office, it was it was all business, you know. But last, man, it was it was the same. It was the same, uh, you know, out here on the court and you know in the weight room and the training room, just being around each other. You know, as as you come into what I, I consider like that elite status, because that's that, that's where I've always said, and people, you know, I had people say, "Ah, oh, you don't know what you're talking about." I'm like, "Look, I'm trying to tell you." Your next evolution as a player in your mind, because I've said some things, but I want to see where you're at. Your next evolution is where? Um, I mean, obviously, I think it's becoming a, a consistent shooter. I mean, with the way that we play and the way that, you know, my skill set, you know, fits is I'll get anywhere I want. You mm -hmm. know, I'll get to the basket. I'll get to the free throw line. Um, obviously, it's about putting shot, uh, you know, putting the ball in the basket at, a, at more of an efficient rate. And then I think it's being able to control the game on both ends of the court. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's something that, you know, not too many, I think, point guards in the league are able to do it on both ends. Obviously, you know, the top guards can do it on the offensive end. But I think when you're able to do it, you know, on both ends of the court, we're able to, you know, in the NBA, it's hard to shut, to shut people down. Yeah. You know, guys are too good offensively. Yeah, are. So if you're just able to corral guys, just make them make tough shots, make them work right. while they're on offense, yes. they're not trying to guard you on the other end. So I think just being able to control it. You know, on both ends of the court is, is, is I think, my next step. Yeah. We've got Chris Gaston, your, uh, your guy out there. He's telling Zach Lowe you're going for 23, 24 points a game. Um, what is it that you like? Where are you comfortable? What, what type of player do you want to be? Do you want to be that? Do you want to be the more facilitator-type player that, you know, a 2010, but 
uh, you know, more of an assist guy. What is it that you you envision yourself as? I mean, I think I'm able to do both. Um, like I said, the way that we play, like we're getting up and down the court. We we're we're trying to create as many possessions as possible. So, I mean, we've seen we've seen games, you know, last year where it was like 27 and 12 or mm -hmm. 30 and 15, and then um, a couple 25 and 10s, 20 28 and 11. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we know it's possible. Obviously, you know, you want to be able to become you want to be able to do that on a more consistent basis but you know those games weren't games that I was just going out like I want to get 30 and 10 or I want to get 25 and 12 mm -hmm. they were just games that I was playing playing in the flow and obviously you know shots I made shots yep. I got to the free throw line you know those games there was always there was always something you know that consistently happened in the, in the games that I would look at I would watch it like you know what did I do this game that I didn't do in a game where I had you know 11 and 8 like what right. was you know what was the difference what's the difference and you know it kind of just came up to making shots getting to the free throw line and I think when, when when that happens that just makes teams collapse and you know I've never been a selfish guy so if, if I right. see someone open I'm gonna throw it to them Absolutely. if they collapse even a little bit I'm gonna pass it so I just think that you know those things are something that I have to become be able to do consistently one of the biggest areas that that I see as I've watched teams evolve and players evolve is your ability to be a court leader meaning couple times up and down the court Marvin ain't got a shot but mm -hmm. but he, and seeing that in understanding time and score and because part of the reason why I thought that if I was picking out a picture number one is that your position is the hardest position mm -hmm. in the, to play and the fact that you play on both ends in my opinion makes you elite so now to evolve into a court general how do you see that kind of taking shape man that's that, that's probably the hardest thing you know you're trying to keep everybody happy mm-hmm and at the same time, you know, you still have to, right. you know, try to get try to get your shots. But um, like you said, I mean, there are times where you know Harrison, you know, hadn't touched the ball in a, in a while, so I'll just call like a post up play for him. Yeah, um, it, it's a hard thing to do. It's, yeah. it is it's definitely a hard thing to do because everybody's gonna feel like they deserve this many shots, that many <laughs> shots. And it's like, well, sometimes it's like, well, you gotta go get off the rebound. Like, yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. do it all. But um, that's that's definitely a hard thing. You know, yeah. just trying to keep all four guys you know on the court happy because everybody can't eat do, the same way do you feel a recipe of winning while you're doing that because some nights it's different you know what i'm saying like some nights vlade was rolling yeah okay we'll see where not tonight mm -hmm. because we're trying to win do, do you feel that recipe in during the game for, for sure like there are, there are times where marvin like uh in utah in yeah. the preseason uh-huh it was time Marv had like the first five or six, and we threw it to him, and he hesitated, looking to pat, looking to like do a DHO. Right. I'm like, bro, you just scored five, six, like five or six points in a row. Go. Shoot the ball again. Like, right. if anybody over here says anything, I'll say something. Yeah. Like, shoot it again, bro. Like, no one's gonna tell, especially if you're if you got it rolling. Right. Nobody, nobody on this bench is gonna say anything. Even if you take a bad shot, like you're like you're hot. You you saw the ball go through the net, so you you get an opportunity see, to to do a heat check. See that evolution is exactly what I mean. Like when you say, if someone says something, I'll say something. You comfortable there now? Yeah, for sure. But it's like if you're like if if someone says anything, then you're like, oh, yo, if you're hot, you would take the same. Like you yeah, would absolutely. take that shot. So right, right we should all be comfortable with him taking that shot. So yeah. I'm like, yo, don't, don't, you just made, you, and he had just made a three. Yes. I'm like, yo, shoot it again. Like, yeah, let it go. So that's, that's kind of where I am with that's it. Like, all. I'm always, I'm always feed the hot guy. Absolutely. You know, when guys get it rolling, you keep going to them. You, yeah. you, you go to them until they stop it. So. That's facts.
But I think I've been like that since high school. Like if I've had a teammate that's got it going, like I'm talking, I'm talking trash for him. I've seen your high school tapes. It was usually you. <laughs> <laughs> now, like, more of my senior, my senior ones. But I'm I had just a, saying. Now right. I had a guy, uh, Nick Gar, who went to Lamar. Uh, he oh, was okay. a year over me, so I didn't play on oh, my okay. senior year. But like when he get hot, it's like we okay. all talking trash for him. Yeah. Like shoot it again, shoot it again. Yeah. We. But that's I think that's that's just being a good teammate. Absolutely. I think even I think even bad teammates do that. Like yeah. if someone gets hot, I think even they kind of yeah. start rooting for well, you. I don't know. Bad. We've we've I've seen had... some of that hiding behind the scenes <laughs> in the past. <laughs> <laughs> there may have been somebody who did not have that idea here before. Uh, just say you know. But uh, I, it feels like to me like you and I talked about this the other day. Um, you're finding your voice. Like when you were a 19 year old kid coming in. Um, you had George Hill, you had Zebo, you had all these guys around you. It seems like this year, uh, even with the media, you're you're just kind of putting yourself out there, your personality more. Uh, do you feel that, that you're just getting maybe more comfortable in the league and more ready to, like, rise up to where you should be as the leader of this team? Yeah, I mean, like, coming in, I didn't have much to say. I didn't know what's going on. Like, it's Definitely. totally different. Um, so, you know, I have my – I just let my vets, you know, do – ooh. I let my vets do all that, and um, you know I think it takes a while. You know, once you kind of get your feet wet and just get comfortable, I feel like that that's when you know you see guys start to branch out a little bit. Yeah, I I would agree with you. It takes a second to find that voice. Um, Plus, you start talking and you be out the league like that. Yeah, this so. is true. <laughs> I've seen that happen too. Um, so you got a new coaching staff. Um, yeah, I've just from the little bit that I've seen, I, I'm really impressed with Luke and how his process and the, how he goes about his business. Your early impressions of, of Luke? Man, I think the entire staff has been great. Um, just the coaches that they've brought. And I think the, the, the thing is, is they communicate so well, mm. you know, all of them with, you know, Luke, Jesse, Bob, um, you know, Igor, Rob, like they, everybody does a great job at, with communicating, you know, letting you know what they want and, you know, how they feel about everything. So yeah. I think that just like, it just raised everybody, I guess, you know, respect level. Because it's like if you can voice, you know, exactly what you want or voice your opinion, voice your emotion, I think everybody are able to, to you know, take that account. Because then, you right. know, as a player, you can go, you know, you can talk to a coach that, you know, is yes. able to talk to you and they will you yes. know, to communicate with you. So I think that, you know, alone in their first however many months they've been here has definitely been great. Yeah, except for Bobby. Except for Bobby. Except for you, Bobby. No, nah, I didn't say Bobby. I said Bob. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when you see uh, your franchise really build a team around you, what is that? Like, you've got to see it. Like, I mean, they're spreading the floor. They're bringing in specific guys to fit your skill set. What goes through your head when you're like, oh, man. Like, I, I guess they, they think highly of me, but, I mean, they also the pressure's on you. You're now the head of the snake. You're the guy who has to do it. Yeah, I mean, um, it's like just growing up, you kind of would want, obviously want to be in that position, but like, oh, that might not happen. Like, there's a lot of guys out there. It's a lot of great right. basketball players in the world, but you know, I definitely see it. I mean, but we got guys that can create their own shot as well. You know, at the at the same time, but the way that we play, you know, getting up and down the court, I think it's been easier for me to create for others rather than you know creating your own shot and you know end up with a fadeaway or or something like that. But I mean, it's. I wouldn't say it's been easy, but I think that we kind of enjoy playing that way. I think, you know, I, I just try to make the game as easy as possible for everybody else. Yeah. You know, I try to get guys open shots, and if they got if their man doesn't help, then mm-hmm. I'm just going to shoot layup. And they'll be like, man, keep shooting layups. Yeah. And I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to do it until until <laughs> your guy starts, you know, starts, starts playing honest. And um, I think everybody's bought into it. 
I think everybody's bought into playing that way. You played with Popovich, Team USA, and that mm -hmm. was a message from him too. Like, I want you to attack the rim every single time. What was that experience like? And just hearing, learning from that voice, someone mm -hmm. different. Man, it was great. Uh, I had a great time there. Um, you know, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed playing with those guys. I enjoyed, you know, just being around all those coaches. I mean, Coach Wright, um, Coach Kerr, mm -hmm. Coach Pop. Um, it was, man, it was, it was phenomenal. Just the way that they, that the way that they, that they wanted me to play, the way that they saw, the, you know, what they thought of me, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, they knew I could get in the paint. They, they knew I could create for guys because usually going into that, you know, with, with the team that's going to be good, you know, everybody on that team creates for themselves. Mm -hmm. It's that's not a problem for a lot of guys in the NBA. It's the problem is you know having someone that can create for others, and you know that was that was what they wanted me to do, and I feel like you know I was I was best suited for it. When I look at the Sacramento Kings team, um, too deep at every position. I've been to some practice. Sometimes the second unit beats the first unit. We had the same thing with Bobby and Hito and Scott and all those guys. And if we didn't come to play, they beat us. Mm -hmm. Sure. I, I think that's a positive. You look at that in that com competition level in practice. How do you view that? Man, it's been great. Like, we they've beat us more times. We beat them, that's and good. we've gone out into games and we jump. We've jumped on teams in the preseason. Yeah, it's like we've you know we're used to this. It's yeah. like it's kind of a little bit easier going into the games. Obviously, you know we haven't played the top teams yet, but right. I still think that making it that it being that tough in practice makes it a lot easier to to go in the game and I was like you know we're playing against other guys and I was like we can't let them beat us right so um just us being able to go at each other with that many players and on the, on the practice court is phenomenal I agree. like it, it makes everybody better yeah. so we're we're able to go in those games and like yo we're we're gonna jump in them quick right and then knowing that we have you know a bench unit that can sustain a lead take a lead back or even you know um you know grow a lead you know, we, we, we have trust in, in every guy that steps on the court. When you're stepping on the court this season, you talked about the good teams that you're going to face. Where are you guys at in that? Because, I mean, the Western Conference got more difficult, but you guys also shored up a lot of holes. Uh, you've gotten a year older. You know, the young core is growing into who they're going to be as NBA players. So where do you kind of see you guys in the in sort of the hierarchy of the Western Conference? I mean, I think we're in a great position. You know, every, obviously, you know, people are going to say, oh, well, this team's gotten better. You put this team in the playoffs, put that team in the playoffs. I mean, we've had all those teams, you know, I feel like beat on multiple occasions. And yeah. we, we lost games, you know, just due to, you know, just young mistakes at the end of the game, something that, you know, Luke's trying to, trying to fix up and, you know, we'll, we'll go through game situations where it's only, you know, two or three minutes on the clock and you got to make winning plays. So, I mean, that was the difference in last year. Like, we, we're not going to sit here like, you know, we were losing games by 15, no. you know, to teams that we shouldn't have beaten. Yeah. But, I mean, there were games that, you know, we had beat to teams that we shouldn't have beaten. And, you know, just the, the experience played parts in it. So, I mean, I'm not going to sit here like, you know, we're fighting for the AC or we're fighting for the 7C. You know, we're, we're fighting to play to win as many games as possible. And, you know, whatever that number we believe it'll be, you know, it, I feel like, you know, that'll give us a great chance to be in the, you know, upper echelon of the league. I mean, like I said, we're – there were a lot of games last year. We yeah. we could have ended easily with 44, 45 wins. Agree. You know, easily. You know, we can name games off the like we. That's Portland. only five more. That's only five more games. <laughs> yeah, it's that's only five more games. Even we can the name game five ends, games yeah. off the top of our head right yeah. now, and games that we forget about that, you know, yeah. we could have yeah. won. So, yeah. Um, I, obviously, it's gotten harder, but I'm not going to sit here and say, oh well, you know, just because the the uh, the conference has gotten harder, that will drop. Right. Because we've gotten better as well. Do you have a number in your head? I have a number in my head I, that, that I think. Um, I don't have a number in my head just because, I mean, 
like the, 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 the AC had what, 46 wins last year? 48. 48, 47, something yeah. like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I mean, you know you got to be able to win that many games. So Do you do you break it down? Because many times, like we used to always say with Vlade, we get to 50 before we get to 20. That would be one of the things. I mean, we're not 50 yet, but in my opinion, I didn't give you my number, but my, <laughs> my number is pretty damn close. Um, to break the season down into bite-sized chunks. So if we say 48, 48 is 6 out of 10, mm-hmm. so that's 3 out of 5. So do you try to break it down? So Because otherwise, if, if it goes too long, it seems like sometimes you can get in a slump. Mm-hmm. But if you go, okay, here's a five-game set or here's a 10-game yeah, set. Yeah, so um, that's kind of what we uh, Dave started doing last year, like they did it in Memphis. Uh, you break everything down into five games. Okay. So um, I think you had to win. Your time went three out of five. Yep. It's like if you if you lose, if you only win two, yeah. Then you have to try to get an extra an extra one in the next five. Yes, sir. That's kind of what, we didn't do it the whole season. Um, I remember when we started that. Yeah. But um, that's kind of the way that we broke it down. We haven't you know talked about anything like that yet this year. Right. But I mean that's something you know you kind of would try to look forward to. Points of emphasis coming into the season. Clearly, it's already we're seeing the travel issue. Yeah. Uh, travel oh in the NBA, uh, yeah, but it's not even the travels that people complain about. It's I know it's you're right. The, talking about it's the on fat, the catch, yeah. like yeah. when people kind of move their pivot. That's not the travel that. Man, I wish they would have been calling that about. for a long time. It's really hard to stay in front of people when you allow them to travel. I just want to put that out. There. I would have liked to have seen. I would have liked to have seen you with the pre hand check rules, like really, like being able to get all into somebody. I mean, now well, we got. We gotta fix something. Darren's breaking stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm All right, so, so like the points of emphasis are one thing, but uh, the league just came out today and said, "Look, we're done with this stuff from the fans. We're we're tired of the racist comments, the <laughs> homophobic comments. It, it's coming. It's right now while you guys were at practice. Uh, um, I, what is the worst that you've seen, like?" To be honest, I I haven't, I don't know, uh, I haven't heard anything like outlandish. Not me. Well, personally. see, you grew up in a gym. Uh, see, so what's 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 normal for us when people are sitting at the court side? It's like wow. That's like if if somebody says something like disrespectful, then I mean we've had guys that have checked somebody, but like like I said, I personally like didn't hear it. I got so you. I don't okay. know. I don't know. It's just nothing. There hasn't been anything crazy. You're locked in, though, right? So you're. I mean, I hear stuff. No, like, I try to. Obviously, I want to be locked in, but for myself, I try to stay conscious of what's going on. Yeah. Just because, um, I mean, it's so loud that you're trying to hear. Like, you're trying to hear something. You're trying to hear your teammate say something or or Luke say something. Like, there are times where guys are so locked in that you'll be yelling, and they don't hear anything. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I was just talking to, to Bob Byers, the, the defensive mm-hmm. coach, and I, I was saying many times when we were competing like that, it's loud, but I can hear him. Mm-hmm. I can hear Vlade saying, and he's talking to me. Do you try to, because that's one of the things as I see on defense, when you guys start talking a lot more, you're going to be a lot better. Mm-hmm. Do, do you do you try to talk more or do you try to depend on your back end like uh, Rashawn I, I and Deadman? Could you understand what Vladi was saying? Because it's, I mean, like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> when, you, when you're around it enough. Yeah, when you're around it, it's like accent. Plus, on top of that, he uses that for for you yeah. guys. I know exactly what he's saying. Yeah. No, but having a conversation on the court is different than watch out, watch out. You know, yeah. he's like, hey, man, watch, watch, here it comes, here it comes. But can you hear, can you audibly pick yeah, it up? Yeah, I, I can pick it up. Like, yeah. I, can, I can actually hear it. So, 
but with that, I can hear other things being said as well. True. So, um, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just try to be conscious of, I, obviously you hear the yelling, yeah. but you're trying to stay locked into where you can hear if someone are, is saying words. Yes. So like if, if you if, if Luke's yelling something from the sideline, yeah. I'm able to hear it. Like yeah. you'll kind of see me turn. It's like, like you know where you're watching little kids play and they're pressing, and the coach is literally yelling "Get back!" and no back. one's getting back. back. It's like right. they're so locked <laughs> so in just right. playing that they don't hear anything. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of where I wanna I wanna be able to hear if he if he's telling me something. That's beautiful. We're running out of time here. Uh, media relations over there, like TikTok, um, <laughs> and I get it, you know. Um, but one thing I. I was at the the fan fest over the weekend and it like I think people forget all the time how old you are uh, I think it's something that they just like they look at you how as a basketball player yeah. I mean I ride it every day I you're 21 it. years old yeah you, you, oh, you, you, oh, oh no <laughs> you can grow something yeah I, but you see it be like me nothing here just a little here and a little there. Yeah, so he goes like this it all comes off just so you know be all right I don't want all of this I've been seeing people have to shave and yeah Joe Joe had all those shaving stuff on your shirt. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to have to. I'm good. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I watched you come out on the court, and it's a different atmosphere because you know it's a fan fest. But first thing you did is you walked over to your mom and said hello. What is that? Well, first off, I didn't know she was gonna be sitting there. Who, who the hell gave her courtside tickets? Oh, okay. She's, she's um, mom. She I mean, I was mom. just going out and I saw her and just gave her a high five. Like it's kind of just. Yeah, but on. you you and her are close, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's. She don't live here though. Take her ass to Houston. She <laughs> would be moving their parents. I'm like, I was like, um, no. <laughs> I love you, mom. I was like, yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all gotta stay a, over there. Yeah. But they come. They like my. Yeah, you see my parents a lot, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So whenever they come, they'll just stay with me. Come to the games, do all that. Uh, bring my son whenever they come. That's cool. cool. And that's good. I mean, being a dad, is that is that changed you a little bit here? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I've enjoyed it. It hasn't been hard for me to take care of when I have them. Yeah. So, I don't know, but you obviously fight. Huh? You wipe and poop? Man, that's terrible. <laughs> that is, hey, that's horrible. That's terrible. That's, like, it, it smells so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but um, obviously, like, financially, I'm fine. I'm still yeah, able to take yeah, care of them. But yeah. it's, like, when I have them, and then he's growing to the stage where, like, like he was able to walk pretty pretty soon. Yeah. But now he's he, he knows real. what's going on, so like yeah. it's, I feel awesome, like now it's man. the he's in his terrible twos now. But I mean, it's it's fun. I, I think it's been like fun. It. It's terrible when they can't walk, and yeah. uh, there's nothing you can do. It's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun <laughs> until they're able to walk with and the all leash. That. Doug, <laughs> don't, don't be the parent. <laughs> with Grandpa the leash. Doug over here. He's a grandpa. Yeah, I do. I got I got a uh, little baby oh, at, at the house. Yeah. It's awesome, man. I, I enjoy it actually because you find out life is bigger than you. Yeah, it is. It's been I've had fun with it though. Okay. All right. Well, hey, that's going to do it for this edition of uh, Purple Talk, the Purple Talk sure. podcast. Thanks for uh, for coming on. This is the initial, you know, our first run, uh, but it's fun. We're going to do a lot more of these. Oh, Call of Duty come out on Wednesday. Uh oh, uh oh. Really? You're ready for Call of oh. Wait, don't hey, you have, I, don't a, don't spray, you have a game hey, on Wednesday? Don't, don't sprain your thumb or nothing <laughs> stupid. Yo. Crazy. You the be IR with the sprain <laughs> thumb, dude. Don't come on, man. That's called the Lionel Simmons, <laughs> the on, Nintendo lit. thumb. He it's got Nintendo thumb. Got to be lit. That's right. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week with another big guest. Uh, you know, we may even upstage De'Aaron. We're going to go big time. Who uh -oh. the hell would that be? <gasps> big time. Who, we're going to bring in someone big this weekend. But we Michael have Michael Jordan? Eh, no. <laughs> I like it. That guy Chris Brown is just here. That's it. We're bringing Chris uh, Brown. There Sweet. we go. There we go. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to the 
Purple Talk podcast, formerly known as the Kings Insider Podcast, on NBC Sports California, brought to you by Wendy's. If you haven't already, please hop on, give us a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. And this season, Purple Talk is going on YouTube. We're going to have a whole new video component to this, and I think you're going to like it a lot. So tune in next week. Doug Christie will be back. We'll have a huge guest. Thanks for tuning in to the Purple Talk Podcast.